welcome to another episode of Latina Law LA. It's your host, Tatiana, and it's a beautiful day to be a Latina law student. For today's episode, I want to talk with all y'all about law school finances, but more specifically, I want to talk about how expensive it is to apply to law school. Now, everyone had always told me that it was really expensive, but no one ever gave me a concrete numerical amount or even a ballpark range, and it was a complete disservice to me. Because it wasn't until I was doing my own independent research and trying to figure out what my budget was that I realized how expensive. Low-key, when I got my credit card statement that month, I had a mini heart attack because I couldn't believe how much money I had just spent just applying to law school. And this was even before trying to figure out how to pay for law school tuition, applying for the bar, and attorney fees. There's all these other fees that I have found out that I will need to pay for now that I'm in law school. And I wish someone had told me about them in the first place so I I would have a better idea of what I was getting myself into. And that's the point of this episode. Through a transparent disclosure of how much I spent when I applied to law school, I hope y'all are better prepared than I was on how much money you're actually going to spend and so that you can create a budget plan of savings so that you can apply to as many law schools as you want to so that you're not held back because of the sheer cost of applying to law school. But also, I think it's important to be transparent about how much it costs to actually apply to law school and how expensive it is so that people understand why we say that the legal field is classist. The fact that you have to spend so much money to apply in the first place closes the door on so many people. It's not equitable for everyone to apply and pursue this option as a form of higher education. And this is why the legal field fails and becoming more diverse because it's closing the door on so many diverse applicants who just don't have the financial capital to apply in the first place. So like I said, part of me being open on how much money I spent when I apply is so that y'all can have a better understanding of how much you need to save. And part of me being so open about it is just calling out the classist roots of the legal profession and, you know, really highlighting that until we say no law school applications should not be this expensive the legal field will fail to diversify in the way it needs to because it will continue to uphold a culture that is classist and excludes individuals who come from a lower socioeconomic status like myself i don't come from an affluent family i'm the first in my family to go to college i'm the first in my family to go to law school and If it wasn't through the support that I received through pre-law programs and saving money throughout college while I was working and that was readily employed after college, I'm not sure how I would have swung it to apply in the first place. But yes, today's topic, we're going to be talking about law school finances and exploring really in depth how expensive it is to apply to law school in the first place. So I'd like to preface this discussion with giving you some background on what my situation was when I applied to law school so that you can better understand why I spent the amount that I did. So I applied in fall of 2019 for admissions in fall of 2020. I applied to 11 schools. I paid for an online prep course through Taskmasters. And because my parents made above the poverty line, I didn't qualify for any fee waivers, but because I don't come from an affluent family, I paid for my applications on my own through money I had saved up all throughout college and in the first few months after graduating from college. And lastly, I took the LSAT twice. 
in total, by the end of my application cycle, <laughs> this is the first time I'm like really sharing openly with other people. So please don't get a heart attack when I say this. I paid a total of $2,930 for all parts of my law school application cycle stuff. Yes, I spent close to three grand applying to law school. And that amount was broken up into five different categories. The first category is prep course. Second category is LSAT. Your third category was the credentialing assembly service. The fourth category is law school reports. And the fifth category is law school application fees. And I'm going to break this up into categories just so when you are creating your own law school application budget or cost spreadsheet, you can then customize it based on what your situation is when you are applying to law school. But yes, I'm just going to break it up into those categories and give you more in-depth information of why that was the total number based on my situation and how in the end I spent almost $3,000 applying to law school. The first category, and this was by far the most expensive category relative to the other categories, was my prep course. For my prep course, I spent a total of $1,350. And this is because I did test masters online, which was the much cheaper option <laughs> relative to their in-person prep course. I believe when I took it in the summer of 2019, the online prep course was $1,150. But because I was working full time, I knew that I was going to need extra time rather than they give you a three month prep course. So I signed up early and then paid for an extra month, which was an extra $200 to do. But I knew that that was the best scenario for me because I was working a full-time job. Unlike many individuals who I've known just took a whole summer off to study for the LSAT, I was not in that position. I had bills to pay. No one was going to pay my gas. No one was going to pay my student loans. So I knew that taking that extra month to study for the LSAT was what I needed. And I knew that I just was going to have to pay for it. And I was happy I did because I did see an improvement from the first time I took the LSAT to the second time. I also want to say that this was the second time I had taken a prep course through Taskmasters. The first time I had taken a prep course was in person in the summer of 2018. And the only reason why I was able to do that was because I had applied to a program called UCLA Law Fellows. And the benefit of being admitted into that program was them paying for an in-person prep course at Taskmasters. So, of course, I took advantage of that. If you want to learn more about UCLA Law Fellows and other pre-law programs that are meant to diversify the legal field, feel free to look up my Instagram page at Latina Law LA. I have created some posts about it. I have talked about it. And you can learn more about UCLA Law Fellows and other prep um, programs like pre-law programs that are meant to diversify the legal field 
But yes, back to my prep course, I paid a total of $1,350 and this was to do it online and to get an extra month of access um, in order to study for the LSAT. The second category is the LSAT. Now, every time you take the LSAT, it's $200. Since I took the LSAT twice, I paid $400. And since I didn't qualify for any of the fee waivers, I had to pay that completely upfront. Now, it's important to know that you can apply for a fee waiver and there is the application available on the LSAC website, that's L-S-A-C, or the Law School Admissions Council. They do provide a fee waiver and there's certain requirements that you have to meet in order to be eligible. But for me, like I said, my parents made up a poverty line, so I didn't qualify for that program. Also, it's important to know that there's other fees associated with the LSAT, depending if you want to change your your test date, if you want to get your score report early, or these other things, you know, they list all those other potential costs that you can face up front um, on the LSAC website. That's lsac.org. And those additional costs range anywhere between zero to $200. So depending on whether you may have to change your test date after the registration has closed, you may have to pay that additional cost or late fees as well. So it's important to kind of figure out how many times you want to take the LSAT and whether you may need to change it. But for me, I spent a total of $400. The third category is the Credentialing Assembly Service. And this was the one that shocked me because I didn't even know I was going to have to pay for this until I actually had to pay for it. So the best equivalent that I can give to you about the Credentialing Assembly Service, it's like the law school version of the Common App. You remember that when you apply to college? The Common App and it had all these different schools that you can apply to and you would just have to hit like apply, apply, apply and it would send your personal statement and all this other stuff to them. That's basically what the Credentialing Assembly Service is. It's an online portal that holds your LSAT scores, your transcripts, and your letters of recommendation. Now, the reason why I'm told we have to pay for it is that the Credentialing Assembly Service actually verifies and authenticates this information that it holds. It authenticates that these letters of recommendations really do come from these professors and these are legitimate, real letters of recommendations and that your transcripts are real and come from your university or college and that your LSAT score is accurate and that it's actually your LSAT score and not someone else's LSAT score. But like I said, this was the one that surprised me. I didn't even know I had to pay for it until I was actually trying to start my applications. And it said you have to pay $195 to register. So there is a fee waiver available. The requirements for the fee waiver are available on the LSAC website. Again, that's lsac.org. Feel free to check it out to see if you meet those requirements. I did not. So I ended up paying $195 to pay and enroll in the Credentialing Assembly Service. The fourth category was law school reports, 
And this was my second most expensive category when applying to law school. In total, I spent a total of $495. Now, you may be wondering, what the heck is a law school report? I didn't know what it was either until I did some research. And in essence, a law school report is just a report of what your LSAT is, what your transcripts are, and what your, like who wrote your letters of recommendation and what it actually contains. Now, I know you're probably wondering like, wait, I paid for the credentialing assembly service and the credentialing assembly service actually holds that information. Why am I paying for a law school report? You know what? I think you're posing a really good question. I asked myself the same thing. I'm like, why am I going to have to pay for this if you're already hosting this on the credentialing assembly service? But in essence, it's just the cost associated with sending it to the school from the credentialing assembly service to the actual law school you're applying to. And it's $45 for a report. Now, there is a fee waiver available. Feel free to check out their website to figure out what the requirements are. But I want to make sure you know that the fee waiver only covers up to six reports and you send out one report to each school. So in essence, the fee waiver only covers up your law school report to six different schools. So if you're going to apply to more than six schools, you're going to still have to pay additional money then to send out your law school reports. Again, it's $45 per report and I paid a total of $495 to the 11 schools that I applied to. The last category, and this was the third most expensive category for me, is law school application fees. In total, I spent a total of $490 applying to the 11 schools that I did. And it's kind of difficult, but it's important to understand that your range of law school application fees varies extremely based on the actual schools themselves. So some of the schools have a completely free application. You don't have to pay any application fees. Other schools will offer you a reduced price if you apply by a certain deadline. And if you apply after the deadline, then you have to pay the full price of the application free. And some of them are actually willing to send you a coupon code so you can waive the application fee, but you actually have to ask for it or attend like an informational session that they host for prospective students. Or unfortunately, some of them, you got to pay the full price. There's no way of going around and you have to pay the full price for the application fee. But for me, when I applied in fall of 2019, some of my schools were free. Some of them offered me a reduced price and some of them I had to pay the full application price and it came out to a total of $490. The main takeaway from this episode is that you need to start saving now. Yes, now. Law school is not going to get any cheaper to apply to and apply to as many few waivers when possible. Seek out pre-law programs that offer support to law school applicants, especially ones that are dedicated to diversifying the legal field by supporting diverse applicants to apply to law school. Yes, the legal field is classist and this high cost of applying to law school contributes to an inequity in access to pursuing law school as a form of higher education. It contributes to an inequity in access of pursuing 
to becoming an attorney as a career option. I was very privileged to have saved up money all throughout college to pay for my law school applications, to have received support from the UCLA Law Fellows Program, and that I was readily employed after college so I could apply to as many law schools as I wanted to. Now, what I hope for all of y'all is that this episode allows you to get a better idea of how much money you need to actually save up. Create those spreadsheets on figuring out how many schools you want to apply to, what their application fees, how many times you plan on taking the LSAT, how many law school reports you're going to have to send out. Because I want you to be able to apply and afford applying to as many schools as you would like to. So start saving up now. Start. Start. I'm hoping and I'm rooting for all of y'all to continue this journey of becoming an attorney and that these costs don't hold you back, that yes, we can call it out and saying, this is classes, this is elitist, but guess what? I'm still here, I'm still pursuing this career option because this is what I wanna do. If you'd like more information about applying to law school, check out my Instagram page at Latina Law LA. Currently, I'm in the midst of creating a 12-month law school application timeline series that's meant to guide you through the process. I start from the very beginning at month one, when you decide to actually apply to law school, and I will carry through till month 12 of you submitting those law school applications, not only on time, but early in the admissions cycle. Never forget, law school applications, it's rolling admissions. So the earlier you apply, the better. If you want to learn more about other components of your law school application, feel free to check out my Instagram page because I also discuss about resumes, personal statements, and so much more. As always, Latinas may only make up 2% of U.S. attorneys, but we are worth so much more. With love and empowerment, Latina Law LA.